Hey guys, Easter Sunday podcast, and my wife and I were discussing web and mobile uh, page speed, um, responsive design, how it works on design, and how it works with whether you're looking at a 4K monitor or you're looking at a mobile device. And basically, my wife was asking really awesome questions that would add value to people out there who don't already know this information. And we thought we got through about half an hour of our conversation realizing that it should have been recorded. So hopefully, we're going to try to go back and ask questions again. And we'll see whether this podcast is, is worth uploading or not. Because yeah, we've already, my wife's already asked me all these questions. And they would they they were excellent questions that I'm sure many of you don't already know or, or would find interesting. So Daniela, do you remember Daniela's my wife, everybody? Do you remember the questions um that you wanted to ask um regarding you know how you don't like using websites that aren't responsive? Well, I don't really I mean obviously, you know, this is a whole new sort of world for me, but Basically, I was asking Andrew the idea of those websites that you find um, when you actually look look them up on your phone. How the at the bottom there's this little text that comes up and says, "Would you like to switch to the original website on the mobile phone, or do you want to try and use the mobile friendly website?" And I never really understood because you'd automatically think, "Well." isn't it going to automatically switch to a mobile-friendly website? Why do I need to make that decision? So that I never really understood, and that's one of the ideas that we were discussing just now. And basically I was saying that if the end user has to decide how a user accesses a site and and, and to determine should I be looking at a mobile desktop, if my mum browses to that website she doesn't know what desktop means she doesn't know what mobile means if she's looking at it from an ipad or she's looking at it from a mobile phone so if you have a website out there and you're letting your users decide whether they should be browsing mobile or they should be browsing desktop whether looking at an ipad or a mobile phone or a small laptop or a notebook or whatever it is you're you're at a disadvantage and more so you're at a disadvantage because i look at websites every day and I was telling Daniela that even websites out there, they don't even have the capability to even to even switch to mobile if the user decides that they're looking at it from a mobile device. And that's the, probably the worst case scenario because you have problems with navigating the top menu. Did you want to put it into your words, Daniela? Oh, I just think one of the things that I would do if I went on a, a mobile website that wasn't optimized for mobile phones is you just click back straight away and... Obviously, you know, knowing a tiny bit about SEO, I know that that isn't generally a very good thing to click back on a website. So, <laughs> Exactly. And if you're clicking back on the website, what I was saying that was pretty cool that just came to mind was from, from an SEO point of view, your biggest concern is the search engines. And Google is like, your, is like the middleman buddy. And if 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 Google is sending customers to a website that is one, either slow or two, doesn't work very well on mobile, considering that mobile is pretty much the dominant uh, device uh, that browses websites these days, it actually supersedes desktop now. If Google's finding that people are clicking back, like Daniela was saying, 
Google cares about one thing. That's making money and improving user experience. And if people are clicking back on websites, that will drop your website because you're just not good enough. And the point is, is Google, Google is a, it doesn't, or Bing for that matter, if they're sending constantly your customers to your website and doesn't work, you're bound to get dropped. Whether it's now or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, you're going to get dropped. And you're going to get dropped because it isn't up to date. So it, Google isn't pushing all these sort of um, strategies and and uh, and advice and recommendations because it wants what's best for you. It wants what's best for its own customers. Well, you've got to actually think about the audiences out there at the moment that are viewing these websites. And, I mean, how often do you hear about people, you know, actually going on a desktop computer and, and having a look at, at um, certain things. A lot of people are on the go these days. So, you know, you see those customers or, or those those audiences that are traveling, you know, on public transport in the morning and you'll probably find, I mean, I don't have statistics for this, Andrew will probably know better than me, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, people are, are searching things on their, lap, on their um, mobile devices or their iPads, you know, especially in the morning, you know, traveling on a train, for example. So I guess you've got to consider your audiences as well. And if you don't have a mobile optimized website, you know, that that isn't a good thing. No, because that's where all your marketing efforts, whether it's on social media, it's Google AdWords, it doesn't matter what it is, SEO, email marketing, affiliate marketing. If you're sending a website to that's broken and doesn't work properly on mobile, all your efforts and, and money is wasted because people are not getting the experience that they need to in order to either buy your service or product or even fill out a contact us form. And always put Daniela into the every everyone bucket. And if she's having a sort of similar experience when she finds websites and clicks back on them, you can guarantee that at least 60% of other people are clicking back as well. And I've got client sites that we are moving onto mobile, but we've got I've got a client um, that has a pretty high bounce rate. And basically the reason for that is because it has that switch mode. And we are moving we are moving to, to a new website that's going to be responsive. And what responsive means is that the screens automatically adjust. So right now my client has a switch to mobile when you're on when you're on a mobile device and we have a pretty high bounce rate. And I believe one of the reasons why is is the same reason why Daniela clicks back and why many others click back. And that's that's because the user experience is low. And we're talking about user experience being the number one priority going forward for every website. And that includes page speed. That includes all the factors that Google and Bing recommends. Plus, as all the other websites out there are doing it, people are subconsciously expecting all websites to behave and interact and engage pretty much all in the same way. So that's what that's why it's important to have the phone number in the top right because subconsciously people will get uh, you know are aware to look for things like that and the search boxes being in certain areas as well. And Danielle, what, what, what we're talking about. Um, what was what we were talking well, actually, about? Actually, I think well, you brought up a really good topic, which I guess could be an idea for another podcast for another time. But just the psychology, which I find quite interesting about the different types of users. And I know once Andrew was telling me this um, this idea about this button that, 
you know, when, when they actually change the color, I mean, Andrew can explain in, in better detail than me, but basically by just changing the color of the button increased in the traffic and increased in, in the sales um, for, you know, the people, for, for the website, mm. which I thought was quite intriguing. I mean, thinking about the psychology and, you know, considering, you know, I've got an arts background, you know, visual arts background, you know, different colors or, or different uh, compositions, even just placements on a page, for example, um, can definitely make a massive impact. Um, I mean, I could imagine on a website. So, I mean, Andrew can explain that in, in further detail with his you know, SEO background and how those placements can help with, with sales or inquiries for, for a company or a business, for sure. Absolutely. And, and that's where conversion optimization. I know many SEO f- friends that are pretty much moving out of SEO and doing exactly what Daniela described for two reasons. One, the results are usually attained faster. And you can measure everything, which is extremely important in online marketing. That's one of the best advantages. If you change a color from blue to green, which is a case study I was telling Daniela, and resulting in millions, I actually believe, I haven't looked at a case study in a while. I actually have to go back and look at it again. I recall it being billion dollars difference going from a blue button to a green and resulting in billions of dollars difference in revenue. Well, you just think of the color green. I mean, the color green automatically. What it associates with. Yeah, exactly. You think of a traffic light. You think of positivity. You think of, you know, going. Going. Forward. 100%. So. And what is is a red button is going to capture? red definitely would, uh, for me, would mean danger or. Stop. Or stop. Yeah. Or even those, those, um, you know, those, those really crappy you know, scammy sort of websites that are like where this this red font just flashes in your face and it's like, you know, call us now, you know, purchase this now, buy Call it. us now and you can, once you do, your computer will melt. <laughs> so, so basically I think the, the good thing about what we do is that you, you, can, you can bring in all these visual arts concepts and you, what they call user experience and A-B testing and, what I don't know if I told you before, Daniela, but with A-B testing, you can show two different variations. So what's A-B of, stand for? Uh, it's just like it's like an it's like an alternating. Oh, okay. So it's A or B being oh, shown. Oh, A or B. I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. Think about it. No, it's more like algebra. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> you nearly stumped me there on my podcast. <laughs> no, so basically it's like A-B. So what version it's showing, right? Okay. Because A is like in, in algebra, it's like it's like, you know, it's it's sim- it symbolizes something, right? Yeah. So so what you're doing is you can show not just change colors of buttons, which is called multivariate analysis, where you can change different specific elements mm-hmm. and then measure it. A B testing can go a bit further and change the the, in, the entire page layout. Mm-hmm. So you might have a page with with the menu look a certain way, the content looks a certain way, the footer look looks a certain way, and you and then it mixes up depending on the visit. So maybe one day you go and you visit a website and it shows you A style. Yeah. And then I'll go to the website tomorrow and it'll show me B. And when you've got about fifty thousand people doing that, mm-hmm. you can work out based on conversions and sales or inquiries, however you're measuring the success of the of the testing, you can then decide whether which version is, is, is working better. And that's the best thing about it, about well, online marketing. That's why I think one of the, the biggest things is, you know, not just, you know, creating a new website, but I think a lot of these old web, websites need updating 
they definitely need updating, especially with, you know, times changing. And, you know, some people think, oh, you know, just because I've, I've got a website for, you know, 10 years, that ultimately in 10 years time, that it's, it's going to be suitable for those different audiences that are going to be viewing it. So yeah. I guess updating, like you, you know, you were saying, like putting the, the phone number in, in the top right hand corner and, and trying to, to link to exactly what that target audience, you know, needs or, Whatever. Well, when you look at Facebook and you look at how Zuckerberg said that websites are like fashion and <laughs> really what he's alluding to <laughs> is that it never it, it constantly changes. Mm. And, and it helps it, it does help when you've got billions of dollars in terms of resources to make changes and testing, but it's almost like Facebook changes once a week. Yeah, it does. And they're obviously collecting huge amounts of data based on where people are clicking. So there's things called heat maps and they decide oh. where about the mouse is, is, is being focused on. It can, they got data on, on exactly, you know, what people can and can't find easily. So they're constantly looking at data analytics. They're constantly looking at how to improve user experience. Facebook built its entire network on user experience. Well, how often have you heard someone that might have gone user experience. onto their, their app or on their, on their laptop and they've accessed Facebook and then they're like, oh, wow, you know, the, the website's changed, you know, there, there's all these changes. But how often have you heard someone say negatively that these these changes have impacted their usability? Yeah. You never see that. Usually mm. people just adapt to them because I guess the way that Facebook <laughs> has point. done it, you yeah. know, they've adapted to it really well. But that goes to show that obviously Facebook has, you know, in, it's been quite successful in the yeah. way that they've used the analytics. Yeah. And I guess it comes down to, you know, Andrew always talks to me about, you know, different analytics and different, um, you know, different, uh, what, what are those words called <laughs> that you type in the back, the back end words? The back end words. <laughs> I don't know what back end words mean. <laughs> no, you know the In words. terms of like internal searches? Yeah. Like, like you know, yeah. Yeah. Like but what people are searching for internally? Yeah, exactly. Is that what you mean by backward word? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, um, you know, it comes down to that as well. I forgot what we were saying. <laughs> no, I think no, I think you raised a good point because I remember reading in 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 the book I'm reading now, which is Gary's Crushing It book, and people are usually it's been shown with data and analytics that people are patient if if you've got an audience and they notice that your website's changing, most of your customers or audience or return visitors or wherever they may be. They're going to be quite patient with you as you evolve the site. People are going to realize that you've got to constantly change and update. My grandmother knows that websites got to be updated and changed and, 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 and marketing and technology evolves and that, you know, things have to adapt. And I think even across the elderly, like people know these things. So most of the younger mid, like middle age visits and, and, and even, you know, younger will understand that you've got to, um, you know, the websites are going to change, and and with with mobile technology going at a rate that it's going at, I mean, you're constantly changing, and people's behaviour of how they use and interact websites change all the time. Oh, definitely. And Facebook pretty much leads the way in in the social. It, it is the godfather of the social media platform, um, and they and I love how they they bought Instagram for a billion dollars, which I agree was a stole, and now it's worth you know, $50 billion, mm-hmm. and they basically just massively increased, you know, because they've got the resources to do it, to increase user count. But got, but Facebook pretty much stands alone in terms of 
being the 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 godfather and the shaker and mover. I mean, I remember. Do you remember Daniela before Facebook? Mm-hmm. Do you remember ever seeing a site that had notifications popping up in the way it did when you logged in? Like, what? Well, a... I guess the only sort of notifications that I can remember was MSN. Ah, <laughs> oh, now we're going <laughs> down memory going lane. Down memory lane, but I guess but it, that's a different thing. Also. But we spoke about that. We spoke about how MSN. You you knew that you knew something like Facebook was going to come based on how popular MSN was and interacting with your friends. Because what I liked about the social network movie with Zuckerberg, how he started Facebook, whether a lot of it's true or not, but I think one part is, is I think he was fascinated about, there was heaps of websites where where guys could go and look at hot girls, but it was very different when you knew those girls mm-hmm. and that the engagement was different. So I think he, he tapped into, it's it's a different experience when you're communicating with friends or you're doing something that you with people that you know and people that you don't because the internet is already filled with with people you don't know obviously so it's so like the the engagement of of facebook that exclusivity was was absolutely awesome but if you remember the msn days mm. but i guess it's adapting to changes in general because i mean i i mean i've mentioned this to andrew before but i remember um when i was in year 6 which wasn't too long ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> but anyway, we used to have these things called friendship books. And the friendship books were basically these books that you would pass around to... Our son's crying. <laughs> ...to different students. And you would get them to... Well, I was going to say post a photo, but yeah. you get them to actually print out a photo and stick it in the book and you would ask them questions. And questions were things like, you know, who's your best friend? You know, what's your favourite colour? And people got to decorate that page the way that they want. You know, we used to put stickers and mm. sparkly things. And I guess... Snapchat now. <laughs> which is, yeah, that's it. It's like Snapchat now. But, you know, and I, I remember it, it's that social, it's that interaction with other people. and Like collaboration like, with exactly, friends. Exactly, collaboration with friends. And I guess... You know, that friendship book, that which I've actually still got, but I don't think I've ever shown Andrew. <laughs> I've got to find it. Um, you know, that, that idea of that friendship and, you know, wanting to know more about people's lives and having that relationship and connection, especially that we were finishing school in year six and, you know, a lot of people were going to different schools or, you know, different areas or whatever. It was good to have that sort of memory. Connection. Exactly. Those connections, which is a really big thing in today's society, especially, I mean, you see people moving away and, you know, people going to different, um, you know, different places or different, you know, things in their lives or whatever. Mm. So I guess when you think about websites or you think about something as big as social media, um, you know, it helps you create those connections Mm. Yeah, and I think and I and I, I think that social all the big social media platforms is on the back of ideas that were around, but they weren't really taken advantage of. Facebook, how, I mean, Facebook brought the ability to 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 connect with. First of all, started with friends, but then family came in, and you could keep. Oh, my wife has family in Italy, so the ability for her mum to communicate pretty much they can even FaceTime, which is free. And they can see each other. They don't have to go and buy. Maybe your mum goes and buys those calling cards, <laughs> right? And now you can actually, with an internet connection, actually see the person. And so, what Facebook brought in was that it. I think when someone says to me, "How do I? Can I build a site bigger than Facebook?" Well, the only way you're going to build a site bigger than Facebook is you find something among us humans that is bigger than collaborating with friends and family. 
If you can find something bigger and more important in our daily lives than collaborating and sharing with friends and family, memories, photos. I mean, Daniela was talking about how you can like take these awesome, like funny pictures and put all these different, you know, um, you know, animations and and, and you draw on them. Well, that's how, that's pretty much why Snapchat became as big as it did Mm. because you're sending a friend a photo and you put some funny thing quirky on it and Instagram, well, as if sharing photos and writing comments wasn't going to be a big thing. Yeah. And you, you saw, you saw like in the early 2000s with MSN being able to draw, what were they called? Doodles or whatever they were called where you draw yeah, all those so. funny different things yeah. and you can send them to a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think MSN was really like an eye opener to how important collaboration oh, and how big it was going to be. Yeah. And I, we and Daniela want to use MSN every now and then just for the sound effects because they're so like – it brings nostalgia. back uh, – Yeah, then, when the nostalgia kicks in. But then you realise, hang on, we don't need it because we've got Facebook. And Facebook or, we, or we're just living with each other. So or we're we just, just living with each other. Or we just have a conversation anyway. A hundred percent. Or we can just have a conversation. Imagine that. Right? So – so I think, and also YouTube, I mean, how important, how big it's going to be with video. So I think that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But I think where Facebook and YouTube are going to battle it out is across video. Because mm. at the moment, YouTube is the place to go for videos. So do you think it's important? I mean, coming from, you know, not knowing much about websites and stuff, but... You seem to know enough. <laughs> well, do you think that, that video is an important element that, modern websites today should incorporate they should have incorporated it 10 years ago mm. video is huge i mean we watch tv we go on netflix i mean i remember blockbuster blockbuster went out of business because it basically went that they, they, they did all this data finding right and so what they found out was before when block that that people love going to the video store the, the they, did, they spent millions of dollars on all this this testing and the thing they came up with was we love blog, blogbuster is going to be around for many years to come purely because people like going to the video shop and seeing the, and potentially seeing their friends there. And then Netflix came out and squashed everybody <laughs> and took out like me and Daniela's one of our favorite places in our local area was a, wasn't it a civic? Yeah. Yeah. Civic, right? And, 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 and I mean, who's seen a civic video now? And I mean, Video is hugely important and people being able to access. And I think what video does, it gives it gives businesses the opportunity to drop their business sort of guard. Mm. You don't always have to. Mm. It makes it more personal. It makes it personal. Yeah. And like like now with audio podcasting, we, were, we could have done a video, but my wife is holding her, my son or our son. Mm. And, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to, to film this. But this is just one of like many conversations that we're allowing people to come into. Mm. And the power of that is so important. But with YouTube, like businesses having video is critically important because people engage with video. Yeah. Video storytells better than any other medium, I find. Mm. I mean, does storytelling is with, huge. Does it help for with SEO? Yes, it can. Um, you've got video searches on so Google looks for, like if you type in, for example, how do I, how do I clean an oven? Or how do, the how to's, for example, mm. huge within just videos. And if you have a video on how to install something, clean something, um, you know, all sorts, how do I cook a, a pie mm. or, you know, everyone's done a how-to at some stage, yeah. <laughs> right? You can't just listen to that. You have to watch that. Mm. And business businesses can show off their expertise mm. also with videos and make it more professional. And 
Well, it's like Bunnings, for example. Like one of the things, <laughs> crazy enough, I do enjoy going to Bunnings. Um, one of the things that I found was quite interesting, actually, is when I go on the Bunnings website, there's an actual um, uh, videos, those how-to videos at the bottom. And it's actually really good because on the actual page, they'll have the product. And then at the bottom, mm. they'll show you how to install the product. Exactly. Or, you know, what to do with it. Yeah, instructions, how the products will yeah. look. You know, and they're things that are quite interesting because no one has time to read the manual. Exactly. So, you know, people are very visual these days. 100%. With, with a lot of things. And I'm a visual learner. Yeah. So I need to watch something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, look, everyone learns in, 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 in different ways. I mean... You know, I've got an education background as well. And, you know, definitely, you know, you've got different types of learners, like you've got visual learners and, you know, learners that, um, you know, they're more audio. They like to listen, for example. Mm. So I guess... That's why all these social to, media platforms are, yeah. are going to engage with your audience in different ways. Exactly. You can't not be everyone's static. the same. You can't be static. No. Because your audience isn't static. Exactly. And the big thing with SEO has always been... Let's you know. Let's write articles, and articles are critical. Content marketing is huge, mm-hmm. but content marketing. When people say quality content, that is subjective to the industry you're in. If you go on YouTube, some of the top YouTube stars are people using skateboards irresponsibly, and they've got <laughs> large amounts of audience or people that are engaging with that mm-hmm. or, or listening. So. Quality content is very subjective to the audience that you're targeting in the industry that you're in. And Daniela's right that, you know, obviously with learning and education and what she does, videos are more based on instructional and educational purposes. But they can, but in online marketing, they can be used in that way. They're very powerful. Mm. They can be used in that way, but they also could be used to storytell a day. Mm. I mean, celebrities can film their day. If you're a personal brand and you're, you want to go and try on like makeup and you want to go and test things out, it can be reviews. It could be, it can be used in such a variety of ways. You, the, the one key thing is you have to know your market. And, and, and try different things and see what people engage in and then double down on the things that are, are working with your audience. Because people the audience for Bunnings is going to interact with videos very differently mm. than, than than an audience for for a surf shop or, or and how people engage and follow and tweet and what they're expecting you to do and share from a business point of view is going to be different and it's going to be subjective based on the based on that industry. So that yeah, that's what Well, I guess it will important. even build the personality of the website as well because I mean you think of of websites and you know you you think different websites have different personalities or you know Exactly. You know, so you've got to think of that. But I guess ultimately In 2018, mm. showing your personality is a big thing oh, now. Oh, massive. I mean, you can't hide anything nah, on the internet. Definitely. But I guess talking about the idea of video and SEO I mean, I guess it could increase your organic traffic you know, to yeah. to the website because, I mean, you've got the hashtags now, you've got, Bingo. you know, go to this website, you know, yeah. which is a big thing for social media as well. Yeah. So ultimately... Being found in social media yeah. is SEO within social media. Exactly. So, you know, mm. that can help with your foot traffic as well, which ultimately, from what Andrew's told me, will increase your... Your rankings, your rankings indirectly. Directly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think when people are going into social media, SEO is a bit of an afterthought. The biggest the biggest thing you've got to worry about when you're going on social media is delivering content that's going to engage. What you're looking for with SEO, you're looking for content that engages, but you're, you're basically from the mindset of you're trying to send people to a website. Mm. Uh, and once someone's on a website, they can will engage within the website. Yeah. With social media, you've got to think about engaging from a platform point of view and how people are going to engage on a, like they see your business page and they engage with – 
a Facebook profile may be a little bit different yeah. than them seeing you on Twitter, seeing you on, oh, well, I don't know if people, some businesses may, should use Snapchat if it works for them. And and obviously Instagram, which I find is the most, probably for us, it's been the, probably the most highly, best engaging platform so far. Mm-hmm. And people seem to love sort of us sending out motivational quotes, whereas on Facebook, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. And so what people are looking for on Facebook, we got to got to tap into and learn. And yeah, like it's... And I guess it actually, this actually um, brings it back together quite well, that ultimately, this idea of you... Exactly. So ultimately, <laughs> it goes back to the first thing that we we're talking about is that user experience. It's all user experience. And, and, and also for businesses not to get into a mindset of, Oh, I can't give away free things. Or, or like, I think it's not just now sell. It's not like business is not a cold call anymore. It's not a let me see, let me throw something in your face. Mm. People are looking for engagement. You look at like one of the funniest social media pages you've brought up to me has been New South Wales Police. Oh yeah, <laughs> and basically how they put all the they must get so much content yeah. of of all sorts of different things. And they've actually used it in a quite clever way. Very quirky. Because you think New South Wales Police, you think the content's going to be very, very serious. Yeah. It's going to have warnings. You know, don't drink and drive. Don't do stupid things like that. It's Easter coming up. It's double demerits. Mm. But they've actually used content in a very good way. In a humorous in way. In a humorous way to put to lighten their perception on, on, on how the people... So how they're viewed how they're viewed and perceived purely based on the content they're delivering on Facebook so people can think oh oh, New South Wales cops it's all going to be serious with them and then you see them post a funny picture and go well actually they're not that serious after all Mm. and that changes their perception and the power of that is cannot be understated well as an audience I mean instantly what are you going to do you're going to like their page aren't you 100% so you're going to like and that's the whole engagement yeah and and their user experiences they will obviously contest in and this is the beauty about online marketing which I mean again bringing it back you can measure user experience yeah. user experience can be measured different ways depending on whether it's a website whether it's social media now they give you analytics people liking tweeting you know commenting commenting is huge mm-hmm. that's what i encourage everyone to mm-hmm. do is com- ask us questions if you're a business out there and you know we're probably going to wrap it up now so our son's probably going to wake up so we don't want to drag on too long but Obviously, you can go on www.omegadigital.com.au. You got all the social media links. You can follow us, tweet us. We love to. I just love to hear from businesses that you know maybe struggling in certain things. You know, I've I, I spoke about it. You know, multiple times I've written about it. We just. It's not about being. We just want to hear from you. We just want to know if you're struggling with anything. You just met one. Like you just obviously met my wife for the first time. This is one of many conversations we have, and. You know, this is something that I'm constantly thinking about all the time in and out of work. And yeah, we just we just love to hear from you and hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. And Daniela, do you want to wish everyone a happy Easter? Oh yes, happy Easter everyone. Yeah, awesome. And <laughs> we'll definitely see you in the next podcast, guys. Have a great weekend and I'll see you soon.